Good morning, this is Randy Landry, and this is now my 94th podcast on Common Sense and Ramblings in America. Today I'm going to start reading um, from my fourth book. Um, this is a travel book, travelogue. Um, it's entitled The Making and Life of a World Traveler, well, almost. Um, and today I'm going to read from the first uh, three chapters, um, the foreword, the introduction, and chapter one. So, um... The entire book has been posted on my website, or my podcast, my blog, should I say, commonsense-inamerica.com. So if you want to read that, um, you will be able to do so at any time you want. Um, eventually, when I finish, it'll take probably the next week or so before I have my book totally um, edited and um, posted on Amazon Prime. Um, I have to convert it from the um, blog version um, to a PDF format, so it's going to take a little while with all the formatting and such. But um, I will, and as well as over the period of the next uh, couple of weeks, um, these um, podcasts will be posted um, in a format of basically a uh, ebook, so you'll be able to listen to the entire book um, over a period of time if you so choose to do that as well. And um, when I do finally put the book for sale up on Amazon Prime, there'll be three versions. Um, there'll be um, the ebook form, as I, before I said ebook, but I meant audio book. Um, the ebook form, paperback and hardback formats, as if my other three books have been posted as well. So without further ado, um, let me start reading from my book. In my first two books, I included some stories about my travel experiences, which encompass most of my life. As I just finished my third book, which is on my nursing experiences and career, I decided that I should write a book on my travel experiences. While I haven't circumnavigated the globe yet or visited every continent, I am short just Africa and Antarctica, as of the writing of this book, I have experienced a lot of different types of travel in my life. I am hoping to visit Africa in the next couple of years. The COVID-19 pandemic has put a damper on things. I feel that I have a lot to offer to those who are newly dipping their toes in the travel waters. I know that there are a lot of travel help and guidebooks on the market today, uh, but I think that my book will be truly unique and therefore also helpful. I will also, I was only after I started, finished setting up my table of contacts that I truly became aware of how varied my travel experiences have been. A lot of people put off travel till they retire. I believe that is, this is a mistake. By doing this, you are limiting the activities that you can participate in. When I travel to a new location, I try to immerse myself completely in the culture of the region or country, whether that be the food or the history of the culture. I spend a lot of time talking to the locals. It is amazing what you can learn from them. My wife and I have experienced a lot of new and amazing things, mainly because we talk to these people. I do a lot of planning for my trips. As a matter of fact, I am planning just about every day of my life for travel. My cell phone is an integral part of my planning. I have two three-inch binders, which list all the countries in the world. One of the binders, however, is strictly for the United States. Whenever I come across some place that is really eye-popping, I take a photo of it with my phone. When I have time, I write down the location on my binders. I also purchased several 501 places and travel books, and I have included all the places that I thought that were in those books in my binders. So when I decide on a place to travel, 
All I have to do is go to that state or country and look up all the cool places that I have listed. It makes my trip planning a lot easier. I will spend more time discussing these binders and my other planning techniques in some of my subsequent chapters. I have noticed one thing. With people in human nature, people who do not travel are highly egocentric and they subsequently think that their way is the only way and the best way of doing things. One problem with our society is we only see things from a certain perspective, mainly because there are only a few sources of information out there. We get the impression that certain people in certain places are inherently evil, when in reality only a small number of people are truly evil. Unfortunately, these individuals seem to be the ones who are in power or control the flow of information. That is why I believe travel is so important, because it gives you a different perspective on things. It also allows you to get unfiltered information. Case in point is a Lyndon Johnson biography by Robert Caro. He is nearing the last years of his life, yet he still went to Vietnam to do research on his fifth and final volume of his seminal work on LBJ. While there is a lot of information here on the president, including his presidential library, he felt that he needed to actually do some legwork in that country. If he feels so adamantly about having boots on the ground, who am I to dispute his reasoning? International travel also helps you to truly appreciate what you have. Even though we have a lot of poverty in the U.S., the level of poverty that the third world countries experience is on a whole new level. We at least have potable water, sewage disposal, and a reliable power grip. While our government leaves a lot to be desired, at least we have adequate food available to feed our families. Our building standards are safe, which the maintenance of these standards is a function of our government as well. In many countries, there are no building standards and they are inherently unsafe. This is all too evident when earthquakes hit these third world countries and all the buildings are virtually leveled by these natural disasters. I believe that if a lot of naysayers out there were to travel to foreign countries, they may have not only a greater appreciation for our country, but a greater love for our country as well. Especially all those lefties who are in favor of communism. Let them all travel to Venezuela, North Korea, China, and Russia and see how they really like the way these, those people are living. All you have to do is ask why millions of people want to relocate to our country. So it is with this in mind that I write this book. And not only, and not only want to instill a love of travel into the reader, I also want to give you the tools to do so safely and enjoyably. This next part is the introduction. Well, here is my fourth and final book about my life. As I stated in my third book about nursing, there will be some overlap in my first two books, and my readers will come across a few chapters with the same information. This is unavoidable mainly because of the vast amount of information that I included in my first book, and also because travel is so important in my life, so it's difficult to separate the two. However, since this book is strictly about travel, I will discuss my experiences more in depth. I will also discuss how I prepare my trips and what things I bring with me. Even though I plan extensively for my trips, there is always the aberrant event that takes place, events that you just can't predict. All you can do is to be prepared as possible. While it is true that I make a lot of mistakes in my travels, I don't usually repeat them in subsequent trips. However, you would be amazed at how many things that can go wrong in these trips. I believe that so many things go wrong is because I try to squeeze so many different types of activities on my trips. I want to clarify this. I don't usually subscribe to the world, a world tour type of travel. 
I prefer to devote more time to limited settings. I find this much more rewarding, and since I take a lot of photos, it gives me more time to get that special photo I want. This would simply not be possible if I just hopped from one place to another like Chevy Chase in his vacation movies. My wife is also a kindred spirit, and this makes our type of travel more enjoyable for the both of us. One thing that I have started doing, if time permits, is that I have a layover in an interesting place. I add a few days to that layover so I can explore it. When my wife and I went to the Philippines, we had a layover in Hong Kong, so we spent three days and nights there. I actually enjoyed that time that I spent there more than I did in the Philippines. Another practice I want to discuss is one that I was taught in nursing school, and that is to practice flexibility. No matter how well you plan something, shit always happens. It is just the nature of the beast. Remember, you are dealing with people in many places that think differently than you, so this is when flexibility comes in handy. Also, having a backup plan also helps as well. I will discuss this more in part one of this book. This book will be unique in that I not only will discuss travel and how it, to do it safely, I will also cover my travel experiences all the way through my life. In doing so, I will be able to give you anecdotal support for the reason I do things and why I'm constantly evolving in my travel techniques. I want you to know that I'm not a professional tour guide like Rick Steves. I'm an amateur traveler who likes to do a lot of things. So as a result, I get into a lot of interesting situations. Even though as I age a little bit and become a step or two slower, it does not lessen my thirst for adventure. I know one thing, that if I wasn't independently wealthy, if I was independently wealthy, I would spend a lot more time traveling. Traveling can truly be addicting. One more thing I want to mention in this section is to first remember you are invading their home. And as a result, you should try to really be polite and friendly. The old saying that you can catch more bees with honey than vinegar is inherently true. Now, don't get me wrong. You can't just let them walk all over you. But nothing says that you can't do it in a kind and genteel manner. I'll be the first one to admit that I am only human and I have rubbed people the wrong way a few times. But, but for the most part, I am nice to people when I travel. You have to be. We also have, as Americans, a negative reputation that we have to live down. And that is being loud, boisterous, impatient, and rich. This gives a lot of the people in the countries you visit a license to at least and their way of thinking to screw you over at every opportunity. A way to limit this is to try to blend in and not to look too obvious. In my case, this is nearly impossible because I am six foot two inches tall and weigh over 280 pounds and have a whitish beard. All I'm missing is a red outfit and some reindeer. So much for blending in. Okay, now I'm ready to start chapter one, which is entitled Types of Travel. I want to start this chapter by stating that there is no right or wrong way to travel, as long as your type, style or type of travel fits not only your budget and needs, then it is right for you. Travel has become a multi-billion dollar industry. As a result, there are virtually unlimited options that the traveler can use in their travels. While doing research for this chapter, I came across a nice article entitled Pros and Cons of Different Types of Travel Styles, located in the following website localadventurer.com. I have listed the pros and cons below for your edification, and I will read some of those. I'm not going to read them all because there is a quite a few. Pros and cons of each travel style. One, backpacker, budget traveler. Trying to get the most bang for your book and typically involves staying in hostels, couch surfing, and finding the cheapest transportation eats. Pros, not having to save your life to travel, getting to see more for less. 
hostels typically have great community built around them. Cons. To make the most of it, you must have a flexible schedule. Risky to travel with a lot of expensive electronics, cameras, or laptops. Some destinations won't be conducive to budget travel. More planning can be involved. Less personal space. Number two, luxury traveler. Traveling in comfort and style at the nicest hotels, restaurants with first class flights. Pros, comfortable living quarters with plenty of benefits. Who doesn't like getting pampered? Travel when it's convenient for you. Will feel well rested and like a true vacation. Cons, lots of money. Less sense of a community most people keep to themselves. Group or three, group tour cruise traveler. Joining a group bus tour will help you see multiple destinations on one trip. Pros, you don't have to worry about planning your day-to-day -day travel. Meet and bond with other travelers from all over the world and sometimes make lifelong friends. Get to see a lot in a short period of time. Cons, no sleeping in. You always will be on the go. Activities are already set so there is less flexibility. You may get to see everything you want to see. Or may not, should I say. Private Number four, private tour, travel agent, traveler. If you don't have time to plan, it's great to use the expertise of a travel agent to help you book your trip. Pick what you want to do and let them figure out the logistics. Pros, customized trips take you exactly where you want to go. Perfect for smaller groups. Don't have to worry about transportation or logistics. Cons, paying the extra fee for someone to help you book everything. You'll stay within your group and rarely meet others. Have to decide what you want to do before you go. Number five, adventure active traveler. This is for thrill seekers who are up for an adventure and a lot of times involving hiking and backpacking. Pros, visit places, hikes, and areas that the majority of people won't visit. Challenge yourself and earn what you see. You get a greater appreciation of place. Cons, you're going to need a vacation after the vacation. The destinations can be difficult to get to. You can be weather dependent, so you have to be flexible. Six, slow long-term traveler. Staying in one destination for more than six months. Pros, dive into the local culture by becoming a local. Can go at a more relaxed pace and not feel rushed to do everything back to back. Get the chance to explore more hidden gems. Cons, need a flexible job and a way to finance a long-term trip. You won't have your friends and community around, so you might get homesick. Experiencing different cultures for a short period can be eye-opening and even inspiring, but over time, you'll find things that annoy you, just like when you're at home. Every place has pros and cons, no matter how glamorous it may seem. I also came across another more complete list of travel. However, it doesn't have the pros and cons listed, which I found quite nice in the previous posting. I have included the more complete list, which I found at the website trekbaron.com. The article is entitled 34 Different Types of Travel. Number one is business travel. Um, because there's a little bit, a lot of 34 types of travel, I'm not going to list a description. It's pretty self-explanatory, so I'm just going to read off the name, the names. One, business travel. Two is event travel. Three, backpacking trip. Four, the impromptu trip. Five, solo travel. Six, family vacation. Seven, siblings only vacation. Eight, the ultimate all girls, all boys travel. Nine, long-term slow travel. 
10 friends only, 11 group, 12 luxury, 13 weekend, 14 gap year. I'll describe this one because this is a little unusual. This is when you take a year off your studies and travel to a different country to either visit your relatives and study a course, volunteer, or do a short-term job. Thinking of a gap year typically conjures up the image of a young student going off trekking or getting some work experiences before entering the real world. However, gap year can be taken at any age or at any point in your career. It simply means to take a year off and travel anywhere you want to go to. Sounds cool. 15, road trip. 16, DIY travel. This is basically you're just planning your own trip. 17, visiting relatives or friends. 18, volunteer travel. 19, no destination travel. Packing light and set off to wherever the road takes you. Many people head to the airport and get the first flight leaving, hitchhiking, or heading out in their car without a final destination in mind. I don't know about that. 20. Working abroad. 21. Adventure travel. 22. Student exchange. More likely for younger people. 23. Full degree program. I guess this is where you go to college overseas. 24. Romantic travel. 25. Travel to teach English. There's a lot of countries um, where the citizens want to learn English. 26. Understanding your roots travel. I guess it's like for an ancestry type of situation. 27. Budget travel. 28. Cruise travel or group travel. 29. Private tours. 30. Package holiday travel. 31. International. 32. Health travel. 33. Faith-based travel. Uh, with your religious group, or like a pilgrimage. 34. Gambling. As you can see, there are many options for not only types of travel, but locations as well. You can even see it on a nice tell with a pool close by your house if you don't have access to a pool. This might be a cheap way to take the kids somewhere a little different. The only limit is your imagination. In the next chapter, we will discuss your budget and how this will determine not only destination, but what style you will travel in.